You are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Real Talk. I'm your man, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, wherever you may be in the world. Give a shout out to all the people in Georgia, from Atlanta to Ackworth, Fulton County, Decatur, Swats. Give y'all a shout out from home. Thank you for supporting Real Talk with Miss Cuter Podcast and playing it, sharing it. Thank you. I want to give a shout out to you all. Thank you so much. Again, people, this is still Black Business Month. Shout out to all the black businesses that's doing well, providing services for our community. Thank you again. Much love, much love on that. Today's podcast is going to be um, Mr. Q, Mr. Q's thought on NFAT. And I know I'm late to the show, people, when it comes to the Not Fucking Around Coalition, but I had to sit back and look at and lick and listen to both sides, both the the Edomites or white people's side and listen to the people on our side who are black who was coming after in fact. So that being you know, took a while a while to kind of weed out because after the second uh formation in uh in Tennessee no not Tennessee my bad, Kentucky they, you know, that's when they kind of like kind of got a good feel of it. So this is my commentary, my take on in fact. Now, if you listen to the podcast out of the horse's mouth, and I played the video, the, the audio part of this video that I was gotten from the army, uh, courtesy of Army of Israel, found this white dude who basically sat here and said that mostly any black organization that you are formed to a point is already infiltrated by some type of agents and one of the alphabet crew in the government. And with that being said, I'm going to touch on that later, but I want to, to reiterate that because that was in that podcast. And I want that to stay in your mind as I give you my take on in fact. Now, in fact, first of all, give you a shout out. I'm happy that y'all went to Stone Mountain, that y'all formed, got together, showed black unity, and got a lot of us up to think about protecting ourselves, not allowing these white supremacist Edomites to come upon us and keep doing this. Because follow this show, I sat here and told you that they're looking for soft targets. I'm going to mention one target. Uh, they, they just did another soft target recently. But I'm going to wait to the end part. I'm staying on, on in fact for a minute. Y'all went there. Much love. Y'all did your thing. Showed people. You went to Kentucky. Same thing. Showed your love. Much love. Nope, nothing. My only thing is this here. Is that... Grandmaster Jay and them, that there was a lot of stuff that built up to it. A lot of black people lost their lives. A lot of black brothers and sisters lost their lives. 
way before uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. No disrespect. No disrespect to them. No disrespect to their, their legacy, whatever. At any given time, this could have, y'all could have came out and did this. That's only my only negative. Because why now? Why now? Now, you hear people sit up here and use, um, it's the spirits, the planets lined up, you know, all this stuff here. You know, I, me personally, I don't, I believe in the spirit. I believe that is a warring, as a warrior myself. That it is a war and spin. It's been time. It, it, you know, first two seasons, I already put in the books that, we, yo, we should have been kicking ass a long time ago. But you hear people not saying this particular group, but other people saying it's the spirits and stuff. We have to be lined up and, you know, we can't defeat Esau without so-and-so. And, you know, Mr. Charlie and Miss Ann Army is upgraded. And you, you hear all this negative stuff. So I just wanted to point that out give you some food for thought on it because that jumped at me because before George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, they were Freddie Gray, Chicken Texas, Sandra Bland, the list go on and on. The dude coming home uh, from work or something, he got gunned down, the brother at the convenience store. And I kept saying that the reason why they couldn't continue this is because they're looking for soft targets. They know that we weren't going to do anything. So, hell yeah, I can go out here and kill somebody, kill me a black man, a black woman, especially a black man. And then you start seeing the uptake of black women starting to get accosted and beat, so forth, or gun pulled on, or even killed. So, that was my only thing with fact. But I'm glad that you did it. I'm glad that it was done. But... And there's always a button. It's not a negative, but but like I said, the timing. That's all it is. And is it consistent? Now, I had left a comment on YouTube on this channel called The Definition of Anarchy. And I left, and they was, at, they was talking about, in fact, Grandmaster J, because uh, the, the host over there, he was basically saying the same thing to a point that, you know, he had differences of agreeing with NFAT, but no, nothing disrespectful to Grandmaster J. And, I, you know, he said, you know, because the incident about the discharging and, you know, how the organization is structured. And I basically left a comment that they need a command and control, better command and control structure and training. That's basically what it is because they, you already got the, the people. Now you got to have the control and command structure in place. And you have to have people in there that you can assume. In a recent interview that uh, Grandmaster Jay had gave to a young woman, he said, my security detail, my chief of staff is female. You know, because, you know, of the history of black men getting dealt in by men. But you, it, it's history of, well, sis, you know, sisters and did it did too. You can't really use that. That's a that's a oxymoron. The whole thing about it is you have to vet these people, period. Regardless of their sex, black female just as vulnerable as black males. And that brings me to that point about where the white southerner said he said that the alphabet crew that's in effect, the CIA, FBI, ATF, all those folks are already infiltrated into what we call our black organizations. And it is true. They are in already in there. And it's been in the 
presidential memorandum for years that any time a black militia or any black organization or pro-black organization, they are implemented some type of operational thing to infiltrate that organization. That's a given, hands down. Because, and I'm going to tell you why, because, you know, you heard uh, the strongest criticism that came to uh, from uh, NFAT was Tariq Rashid. And the reason why I had to mention his name because he was the strongest person that came out, uh, Jay's an agent, you know. And I want to talk back on that, what makes an agent? Because you hear that definition thrown around. Hell, I've been called an agent. <laughs> Mr. Cute War Machine, when, when you're an agent. I'm not an agent. The definition of an agent, I'm telling you, a lot of people don't even know the agents until they approach. In order to be an agent, the agency have to approach you and they know your vices. They know what you do, what you don't do. They know how much money in your bank account. They know what it takes to get you from point A to point B. But that, that initial contact is the key. When they come to you, they know who to pick. You know, that's an agent. Just because a person have a differences of opinion and view does not make a person an agent. Black people, you need to take up intelligence courses because you don't know what the definition of agent. I just gave you what an agent is. In order for the FBI or anybody else to turn someone or make them into an agent, they basically find out about the person, uh, a different people all in your group, what their vices is. And they basically do basic human behavior, your norms, your abnormal. They, they see what, where you're coming and going, what you do. Then they build their case of how to approach you. And once they approach you, then they got you. And most of the time you work because you're, here, you're jealous of this person. And that, that's the biggest thing that get an agent right there because most people are jealous. The second the money come and then, you know, all that stuff. But all this throwing this thing around about you an agent because you have a differences of opinion or giving uh, corrective criticism, that do not make you an agent. That's not the grounds for an agent. So we need to stop that. Just stop it. Period. But when Tariq Rashid said that about Grandmaster J, you know, I like, wait a minute. How do you know this dude is an agent? You, and not just him. There's another person, a couple other people that move. Oh, he got agent tendencies. Well, you know, again, like I said, I, I gave you my take at the beginning that my only problem is that Jay came out of nowhere to a point. And that he's out of nowhere to me because, again, I don't know what Jay was doing in that time period. Uh, when Amar Audrey case was going on, there was a mention of a black militia people that was down there, and that was part of NFAC. Didn't know that. Probably he was probably getting people together because you got to get folks together. You got to get organized. You got to get some money up, people, because stuff don't fall out of the sky. <laughs> if it did, I'd be rich. But, you know, I had to get stuff up. So that's what he was probably doing. So I, I give him the benefit of doubt with that. 
You got to because you don't no no none of us have Superman vision. We can't see back in the past or see through brick walls and, and Superman here. We can't. So that being said, I have to give him that. But how did people come on to the thing and say you were aging that fast? And he brought this stuff together, and some of you all been in this game longer than he had. And none of y'all never done that. And like they say, if you have a differences of agreements with people, don't you supposed to go be man enough to go to them? A lot of us have these, this standoffish thing like, I know I'm not going to approach this person. I'm not going to talk to this person. But if you supposed to be black media, don't you supposed to reach out to them and talk to them? Have them on your show? Get them on the record? I remember when I first got on following YouTube and stuff, I remember I used to listen to Dr. Boyce Watkins and, and Umar Jackson. They was cool for a minute. Then they had a falling out. And Dr. Boyce Watkins and came on and said, you know, I approached this man like a man. Say, y'all to sit down and talk about it, our differences. You know, you said something that I didn't like. I said something that you didn't like. Let's just work it out. They was in the same hotel room. They was in the, in the same hotel in the same city going to different conferences. But Dr. Umar did not want to sit down with Dr. Boyce Watkins and, and mash that out, hammer it out like men, and go on about your business. But instead, he wanted to be the bitch and go on and start complaining. That is most of us in this so-called black media type of thing, or we allege that black media, or whatever you want to call it, that you lend your voice to certain things and some people rub you the wrong way, then you start getting animosity towards them without going to them. That's why I titled that podcast From the Horse's Mouth. We as black folks get information from the horse's ass. Then we think it as coming from the horse's mouth. But no, I went to the horse's mouth to let you know that this is what's been going on and you've been knowing about it. But I want you to hear it again because some of us are tone deaf and we don't want to hear. And when that white southerner got on there and told you all of the plans, all the stuff that's going on. I wonder how many of y'all took it in and said, you know what? Damn, y'all probably said they said he was right. But how many black scholars that we know have said the same thing, used the same verbiage or different uh, analogy of certain things, but trying to get you to, to that level, you're like, ah, man, they ain't everybody. That, that's not, they ain't talking about me. So I wanted the same thing just like now. But back to NFAT and that type of thing, that was my only two things I, I had with him. I'm, I'm happy that I seen the sisters out there. I'm happy that I seen the brothers out there that was doing their thing. You know, again, white society do not want to see black people, people of melanin, not black people, but people of melanin, dissent or whatever, stand together, stand strong, because they want us to tear each other apart. Because that's the programming. That's the programming that the dude was saying in the podcast, saying it now here. They don't want to see us together. They don't want to see us working. 
they don't want us to be genuine showing love towards or respect towards one another. They want us to sit here and see us tear down and destroy and rip each other apart. So when I seen the sisters out there carrying the shotguns and the ARs and the 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 their handguns, Glock, whatever they was carrying, AK, that really that you know. And they were standing with the brothers side by side. That really, you know, that, that really, because that shows strength. That shows strength in numbers. Now, we have to transcend that, you, that type of unity or that type of cooperation into a political type thing. That's, you know, still being worked out. But again, without money, without us having some type of super PAC to control these people, that ain't going to ever happen. So we got to work that out. But that part I wanted to say because... I've heard not just Tariq Rasheed and others on the black side coming after in fact. You had white people eventually. They're going to come make fun. Oh, what is this in fact thing? <laughs> and all this old bull crap. And you've seen some of these white militias doing a retark uh, commentary about in fact. That wasn't even professional. But you see some of their belly hanging out. Not that they ate so many dang uh, hamburgers and stuff. They need to go sit down somewhere because when uh, fact was in Kentucky and they showed the white militia, the three percenters, their mothers were sweating bullets. That dude, one dude had his belly hanging out, you know, and one of them had enough a nerve to come there with a cane. i like, really? What you going to do with your cane-ass leg? He had a cane carrying his gun for real. So they wanted to come there to show a force to support. No, they wanted to show. They thought it would just be a little handful of people. No, they, it was about 30 of them. And it was about, what, over 1,000 or more in fact people there. So the, they was really outnumbered. But they came there anyway. And some of them started stuff. They said some people started, some people didn't start anything. But the whole thing of the matter is that. The white commentators on the, the on the right side, even some liberal white people was making jokes about it. But it's, it was good that it was there. But it was kind of sombre to me or somber, kind of late because late in the game. Because, again, before George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Amar Audrey, there was plenty others. I mean... Right now, there's a sister in New York who's getting who got terrorized by her white neighbors. She's a single mom. She's a nurse. She didn't. She you know it was just on the news yesterday. She didn't want to stay in her home. Her neighbors throwing feces and piss on her yard and on her uh, on her side her siding and stuff and getting a pellet gun shooting through her house. This woman was scared. For her life, but I, you know, I, I have advice for the sister. You need to go back with an AR, fifteen, and next time they do that, shoot the shit out their ass, and then you don't have no problems with them. But I also sat here and said that countless times that Esau, so-called white man and woman, always look for people who are soft targets. Just like this young, this young lady and her daughter. I hell, I even throw a celebrity. I even mentioned this in the first podcast. That when I first came back, hey, y'all know that hey, Michael Jackson's niece was attacked by a woman who she's known for over 10 years. This chick all of a sudden just came out here with a knife, chasing her around her apartment building. 
the chick, you know, they showed the pictures of her. She like Edward Scissorhand got a hope to her ass. Never had no problem with this woman. And then all of a sudden this chick just snapped. Wanted some black meat. See, that's why I said again. We don't have our heads on the swivel and we allow certain things to happen. Then we we react instead of being proactive. And that's my only thing about is this going to continue to be a proactive force instead of a reactive force. Now, as, count, as countless calls for, in fact, to come to Chicago um, because of the violence there, the rioting, the smashing grab, you saw the city of Chicago close the goddamn, raise the bridges up. Now, didn't want y'all niggas to come down there to do all that junk. That, that's the first time I ever seen it. I didn't think. I just thought the bridge was just there, but really them bridge they closed the city down. They didn't want that junk down there. But my advice, and this is just a small advice, because I'm 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 really not not nobody, but I am a black man, a black warrior, father, husband. Love the people, love my people. When they try to act right, they ain't trying to screw me over, but I still love them. But I do think that in fact should have an assessment team on the ground. I don't know. Because like I said, I'm not in the inner workings of MFAT. And if people who listen to this podcast know Jay, you know, drop that in there. If it is, you know, give me a shout out. I want any of my platforms say, hey, Mr. Q, we already working on it. That's cool. I understand. Because again, you got to have things and have clarity and tightness in your organization because you don't want the left hand and the right hand doing. But as the white southern dude said that you're you already being scoped out for an agent to be placed among you, which it is because again they're trying to see who they can come after, who's the weakest among you, and once they come to that person, that's the agent. Always. So, um, that's just my take on my commentary on it, and again for all the brothers on the on, who came after them, and you like I said all the black brothers and sisters that came out the infat we shouldn't do this and i mean it's, it's a it was a boatload of people it wasn't just Tariq Rashid. i don't want to just say think him as being the face of this but he was one of the people out there the main people that we that over there youtube that folks got that name recognition but you had people from black israelite saying it but you also had people in the israelite uh clan saying look you can't be just sitting there back and not doing something you had that going on you had uh, other folks who just commentary from time to time sitting here making jokes you haven't pe- had people in the military who were black sitting here making fun of it why would you do this and again there are certain things that grandmaster j did that was called upon that i would even look upon but hey again if you ain't doing you need to shut the hell up and just be quiet but if the like as he said in the interview, he's a, he's willing to accept advice from people who are for the cause. You know, hopefully you take that take that advice. I hope someone from in fact listen to this podcast and take it. He's like, look, have a strong command and control structure. That's it. I know you the supreme commander. In fact, act like it. Delegate your stuff to wherever it is. But as I said again, I'm looking from the outside. I can't look in just like you can't 
look into that organization because I don't have Superman vision. I don't know what he's doing. You know, I'm hoping, and I hate using that word because just just a word, just a feeling word, but that he is doing that because that would be where Impact is stepped in as being that, not just a militia. That's why when people was coming to him saying, why are you not going to Chicago? Why are you not going here? He has to understand to a point now that you stepped into a void where there was no power. Now it's power there with force of black men and women coming together doing this. And you may have to elevate beyond a militia to, to a point to a humanitarian type thing. Or, as I said, going to certain places like Chicago or wherever black violence is up or where the community is being terrorized as, as, as observers to make sure that the policing there is not taking advantage of the situation and the people not doing other things as well to show that, hey, you don't have to act like a fool. Everything is calm. That's basically what I, you know, my take on it. But all that other nonsense of, you know, I don't know he's an agent, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, uh, he liked, you know, Becky's and all this stuff. And he used to be a former president. You know, all that stuff is, is irrelevant to a point. But you got to think about this thing here. A lot of people who criticize him been in the game way, way, way much longer than he had. And this is a little tidbit, too, that Tariq Rashid, remember that ride that was down in Atlanta when it was riding the stuff? He was there days before the time when Infat was there. When Infat was coming up, they was doing, he was right around in that time right there in Atlanta. Because he did an interview. He did a uh, that little, he had his phone and stuff there doing it there. Like, dude, you could have talked to the brother right there. Well, I said, again, men don't, you know, will go to him and say, hey, I, don't, I may not like you. Like I said, there's certain things that I have with Grandmaster that I don't like. But if I was to sit out and talk to him, you know, and have a manly discussion and uh, an adult discussion, I see we can come to probably some middle ground and we can say, you know what? He might say, you know what? You know, Q, you was right. I, 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 did, I probably didn't mess up on that. And he had admitted that, but, you know, not to uh, on the radio, but to me, to, to my standard, if I was able to sit down and talk to him. Because that's how you handle certain things. You don't, this all this emotion and, oh, man, I wouldn't do that. That's, that's emotional stuff because, hey, you've been in the game 10 years strong. I mean, you could have been got everything together yourself. But that's my thing where I hate when brothers and sisters been in this game for so long. They get their little things in the tip. Be, uh, I don't know. Go to the guy. Go to the sister. Ask him. Come on to the platform or something. And even even in that, y'all just have a one-on-one off the record and find out what's going on. Let me just feel this person. Now, let me see how this person is. You know, no, no mics, no cameras. We just sit down and talk for him. And then we'll do the interview. We, we, let me see how this person respond in private. But we too busy. Aha, got you, mama. Aha, got you. <laughs> I got that nigga. I got her ass. I got that girl. She gone too. We too busy do that. Now, I don't know what 
some may take from this commentary up in fact but my point my stance is just like this here have a command and control structure i support the brothers and sisters that did come out i really glad that y'all got safely back home i'm glad that y'all showed force i'm glad that 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 black power unity was there and now let's start working on all the other aspects of the community or rebuilding the community. I understand. But also understand, like I was saying, that now you have stepped into a void where you may not want to go certain places, but it, it behoove you to send some type of reconnaissance or some type of representation of impact to find out what's going on. There's other ideas that I, I would like but I will not see on online because then people take my ideas. But there's a lot of ideas that in that command and control structure and that need that might need to be addressed at a later date. But that's basically my thing. That's what I saw with all that other stuff. And then, of course, the white folks. Oh, my God. Oh, my. This, that, and the third. Yada, yada, yada. You know, and I do say this much for not just for Grandmaster Jeff, for any of us. We need to stop getting this thing of saying what we would take or what we do, start making moves to purchase our own land, just like the brother on uh, definition of anarchy said, you know, start doing this, hold on to it, and sell it back to the people that will do that. Stop getting in this thing about reparation because we still riding that thing about reparations. And black people are, or people of melanin in who are descendants of slaves, I'm here to tell you, I'm not against reparations. I believe this nation owe every goddamn dime to us. But let's get it one thing straight. They don't want to give it to us. We need to stop begging for it. Stop thinking we're going to vote our way to get it. Stop it. We need to start using what we need to do and use the very system that they set up against us against them. And I know people say, well, Mr. Q, how do you set up and use the system against them? There's been obvious ways, you know. But hey, Byron Allen did it. He, he used the system against them. There's countless others. And, you know, and it's always the coons who use the system. But the people who are pro-black seem to be out for lunch. It's always the people who are cooning or sambowing who know how to use this system. To get what they need to get done. Why is it that we can't get that thing? That's that's our problem. Once we get that little niche, that stuff out, then we be on easy street. Really, we be on easy street, people. We be in there. Because it's it's certain laws and certain programs that's still on the books and certain things that black people can use, but we don't want to do it because it's a heavy lifting. It's a heavy toll. It's a heavy burden to them. We want... This, that's this, this, and that. And if they don't do this, like I said again, like this, I'm finna, in closing, like this upcoming election. You got people up here, well, Joe Biden and a lot of folks up there talking about it. They ain't talking about reparation, we ain't gonna do it. You don't have the political clout, meaning you ain't got the money to buy a Joe Biden. If you had the money to buy Joe Biden, you'd be singing reparations from here to high yonder. I get tired of hearing people saying, well, about the Chinese people and, and Jewish people and stuff. 
we can do that too. We we if we stop waiting on Esau, Mr. Charlie, Miss Ann, Karen to get their act together and allow us to do it. What what's left of what is considered a black community, we can have our black town. And we know how to act with one another. And that's a problem. We don't know how to act. <laughs> we don't we don't know how to act. We rather try to show boat and show off and show up on somebody. But we don't we don't want to work with no one. And then we start talking, well, we gotta get this, we gotta do this. I mean, all here come excuse after excuse after excuse, singing like a canary. You know, sound like that person on on, on peanut. You just hear that all the time. But when you say that, you get talked down. You get ridiculed. You need to get people turn you off like, I ain't got time to hear that. Click. Okay. You don't want to hear it. That's your choice. But it is what it is. In order for us to receive this reparation, we basically have to start doing that. Have a super PAC in order to buy, sell, rent these politicians. We're not willing to play that game some of us are, some of us not. Some of us who are don't have the money. Some of us who are in a position to play it, who got the money, don't. Because they, they, they're conscious. For some reason, you'll play your uh, play black people, but you won't play the politician who's white or whatever. I don't think that's that's kind of low down. That's dirty. What you think politics are? It's a low. It's a dirty game. What you think? And only the people who got the money to go in and play the game get the the benefits. Get the breaks. Even that census, that, that census stuff, you know they do census every year. Even that too. Because those politicians, even though they set it up, them folks work for the people who gave them, the donors who gave them money. Not the folks who just showed up for a selfie or a pat on the back. People who got that money. Like I said, I gave you plenty of examples. They have been calling Joe Biden. Doo, 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 doo. Hello, White House. So and so speaking. Who's this? Oh, Mr. Q. Yeah, I'll put you right on in. Hey, Q. Hey, Joe. How's it going on? You know, what you doing? I'm just trying to put out this squabble in, in, uh, over there in the Middle East. What's up with you? Uh, uh, yeah, put that shit to the side. Uh, I thought I told you I want that, uh, that bill we was talking about last time we was at that lunch. Oh, I said I was going to, no, 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 Joe. I don't want to hear any excuses. I think you need to start doing it, right? <laughs> All right, then click, hang up, see? Just, just as easy as pie. Because what gave him money? I own his ass. And that's what it takes. Like that old saying, my mom, my aunts, all the old times, money talks, BS walks. And that's true. The bigger their money, the bigger account, the bigger the bullshit move out the way. But y'all keep playing this game of Fetch it and step in and all this old craziness and hoping and a praying, you're gonna get messed up. That's my, just my take on that. But um, again, if anyone who is a member of Infat found that my commentary of being offensive wasn't trying to be offensive, really I think it was very tasteful because that's basically it. You know, hey, because I'm a black man, like I said, I, I want y'all to succeed. I want you to succeed. I know that some of us have to have different roles. Like me, I have a different role. I 
have to be one of those people in the background. Y'all in the foreground, y'all, you, whatever it is. But you have to be more operational, professional when you're doing something like this. And that's all really I want you to do. I want you to see. I want this organization to see. And the only way it's going to succeed is by moving towards that. That's it. All that, that nonsense about what I said about, you know, uh, talked about treat machine and all the rest. I'm not with that mess because, again, if you're doing, that's all that matters. And I'm going to support folks who are doers, not folks who just mouthpiece talkers because that, that don't get you nowhere. Yeah, you sitting somewhere in your studio, probably just like me. Yep, 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 yep. But, you know, and I did such and such. Yeah, that's cool, but did it move anything? Do you have so-and-so on speed dial? Do you got the mayor of your town on speed dial? Did you acquire any property in that town? Did you put this and that and that for plan in town? Did you wait for them to give you the permit? Or did you just say, you know, F it, we're going to do it. They'll catch up. See, that type of thing I'm on. All that other stuff about what I made, who cares? Did you do those things? Because those are the things that's really tangible. The moving. Moving in the right direction, not just moving here, here and there, just moving in the right direction and giving people that ground to stand on. Now it's up to us to move forward to do that. But if not, we go back to this this beast with seven heads bumping into each other because we one want to be the main head. The other person don't want to be the support heads, that type of thing. We can do that or we can be unified, build on it, give uh Corrective criticism in, in good taste, not tearing one another down, not calling people B's and C's and all that stuff, whatever. Not all out their name, but really just say, hey, you know, this is something of concern, bro. And, you know, and get back to the days like I had to put everything on the air and on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, I talked to you offline. We'll talk about it. That way we can better be in a comfortable environment. You say some things I say and whatever, I say some things, whatever. And then we come on out of there, shake hands, go on, and let's get to work. Or if not, we go our separate ways and we can respect one another, you know, respect to agree to disagree. That's it. But you can't get that point, I'm out. See you. But um, that's just it. Oh, uh, one more thing before I close. I said I know I was going to close. I kind of ran over. Um, what's that dude? Steve Bannon got brought up on corruption charges, and that was the name. But, you know, hey, he's Trump, buddy. You know, you go listen to my podcast, Trump, uh, Trumpy Tricks. Trump going to get this dude off. He's going to get something. He's going to get a sentence re, uh, uh, reduced. He's going to get a pardon. What what What's reduced is a, a clemency. Whatever it is, he's not going to do no real time. He's going to, what, six months or whatever, get his record clean, be back doing the same thing. That's really no news. Because, again, you know, everybody trying to, you know, cover their own ass. And it's already, your ass already exposed. You ain't got a big enough blanket to cover it. So, I just wanted to throw that on out there as a tidbit. But in closing, I always say this much, folks. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for your time. Five seconds, five minutes, I really do appreciate it. Because I know you don't have to come here and listen to it. You can turn me off. And some of you have. And, you know, some of you haters have done it. And some people who like me probably say, I don't want to hear them. Today. I got you. I understand. I understand. I really do. You know, I really do. 
But I just want you to know that I appreciate the time that you do give and the, and the podcast that you do listen to. I really do appreciate it. Really, I do. Here, I don't take nothing for granted. Take it all, bless, keep it moving. But after I leave and go out the show, hopefully you don't take what I'm saying for granted when I say be safe and be vigilant. I really do mean it. I don't like hearing or seeing a brother or sister gunned down or their life taken. I don't like to see our community going through all the nonsense. I don't like the bickering between the thing. I don't really like that. And I really say, hey, if you can squash some things, squash it. If you're going to put somebody down, put them down. Don't let them get back up. Don't let them be a nuisance to you. But be safe and be vigilant. You know, tell your kids you love them every now and then. Really, seriously. You know, I really do mean that. I, I just wanted to take that time out to say it because I know sometimes we in the who do these podcasts and do stuff on Facebook and stuff is a person it's a it's a a persona is a, a personality really some of us don't live or really believe in what we say we just say it because we want you to to interact and get the likes or get the the viewership up but here on real talk with Miss Q the war machine I mean what I say I really do I, I really hope and I, again I don't like using that word that much but I really do want you to really, you know, take everything into consideration. And that's what I really do. Take it, just assess things and really be appreciative of what you have. Really. That's all, people. I mean, I ain't want to go over too much and whatever. I just wanted to say that um, because there's a lot of things that's, that's transpired over in the YouTube and a lot of stuff that how certain people have got off in uh, who have consider the people's friends or business partners only to tear them down and it, it's really nasty so i mean that's just a, that's another show in itself but i'm just saying you know hey it, it really got to me because you know you be seeing people they 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 type one minute and next thing you know they they just rip each other apart i mean they really go for it and, and slap each other on the back and, and some of these folks stay up all night doing it so i just wanted to just say that I didn't mean to be long-winded, but anyway, folks, come on back for another episode of Real Talk with Mr. Q, The War Machine. Again, thank you for your support. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing. Thank you for all this stuff, whatever. Thank you to all the sponsors uh, and uh, our home company. Thank you for people going by and watching stuff on um, the Cushion Exchange. Thank you so much again. Remember, this is black business month please support black business if they do good if they don't hey you got the right leave them alone leave them bad mark with that i'm out this was the war machine real talk with mr q don't forget to join us next time